Welcome to the Vintage Talk Show. It's just two dudes getting together to talk about current topics in the vintage community with your hosts, Mosquito Heads and Vintage Shih Tzu. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. We are going to be talking about pricing today and all the ups and downs and things that we've noticed are abnormal and irregular about pricing and just our kind of go-to guide about how we go about it. And so I'm going to let my boy Mosquito Heads over here start us off. Okay. Uh, well, first of all, thanks for listening, tuning in. Hopefully you're thrifting or uh, at least enjoying this. But, uh, yeah, this is going to be more so, I guess, for the sellers out there, which, you know, like we both talked about, we kind of like collecting too. But it's like pricing is always interesting, even from a collector's standpoint. Like you want to know what the value of something is you got in your closet that you're keeping in there, which is a lot of times like me. Or maybe you're, you are a seller and you're wanting to know, hey, what am I going to make off this? And uh, so that's kind of what we're going to hit on. Yeah, so I guess first we'll talk about how do you price. Okay, yeah. So personally, how we both kind of come up with our prices. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I guess for me, there's uh, several little methods you can go by. And uh, of course, these only, it gets a little bit harder when we find stuff that isn't really out there yet. Obscure, like obscure, obscure items. Stuff, but you can just yeah. go ahead and put that it's going to be valued a little bit higher. Like, I kind of like seeing nothing out there sometimes. I kind of oh, like yeah. seeing that it's out there and you kind of know, but it kind of is nice I'll to even, not see it. I've even sat on those items longer. Mm-hmm. I just I knew it was valuable, didn't want to sell it to somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually had a pair of Nike blazers from the 70s one time that I sat on for about four years mm-hmm. before I found a, a source that was reliable of them being sold. Yeah. Um, so yeah, how do we find our prices? Uh, most of you know, you kind of go to this kind of sold what they actually captured, what they were able to actually get from another buyer. The seller was actually able to make off of that, which is really what counts. Mm -hmm. But, uh, not all, not all the times is that going to be accurate because you have the different, uh, you know, yard sales selling apps that are like maybe people just selling stuff for way too low and you're just getting it for a steal. So clearly that shirt's not worth that. And uh, you'll see that on eBay where it's like, oh, that shirt sold for 15 bucks. It's like, okay, well that's clearly way undersold. And that's probably why if you actually had a time frame on there, which I do wish they put, I wish, yeah, I kind of wish, wish eBay put than, that on there. Yeah. And I feel like the listeners would agree with that. I wish they had the time frame like, oh, this was listed and five minutes later it sold for this. So then you're like, then you really know, okay, that was really undervalued. Yeah. And I feel but, like one uh, of the best ways to price is to just, you know, do the eBay, go to sold, yeah, high to price, sold. and then hopefully that's kind of can help you out. But that's if you just well, yeah, want to go on the high end. That brings up a scam though. I've seen these eBay fishers where people will post the item for way too high and get their buddy to buy it and then just like jack the price up on it. Because how many times have you seen those listings? It's the same picture four times. Very it's, true. I, I think right that, yeah. either yeah. there's two options. is either someone's fishing on eBay trying to get or their price up. Yeah, or someone just keep – and I've had that happen before. Right? But that only happens on bid for me. It doesn't happen on buy it now usually. If someone's going to buy it now from me, they're usually going to pay me. And I've probably already – I've buy it now. Yeah, but I've already probably negotiated – the price that they want to pay usually, you know, either from a best offer or through messages. Mm-hmm. Cause I have people all the time that message me and say, Hey, would you do 60 on this $80 shirt? And I'm like, yeah, sure. It's old. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Me, you know? And yeah. Then, yeah. And then we do the thing. Yeah. yeah. So, but, uh, but going back to what you said, as far as how do I price, 
Uh, I do a lot of things. A, I just research the crap out of it all the mm-hmm. time. I'm always on. It sounds bad, but you know, it's kind of my second little hustle, my side hustle. So I'm online a lot, looking at prices. I just start remembering, you know, okay, this goes for that, this goes for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, nowadays you and I can both walk up and be like, oh, that's probably a thirty dollars shirt. Mm-hmm. Not even, not even have to research. Yeah, eventually it. you just you, you get that knowledge and that like experience where yeah, you can buy. Okay, that shirt. Even though I hadn't seen it, it looks like this shirt, and these shirts go for on this, so that shirt more than likely is going to go for on this. Yeah. So you can kind of do it that way. But like I said, if you find something obscure you've never seen before, always a good thing. It's like kind of name your price a little bit. Yeah. So, to an extent, you can kind of name your price because you are the original pricer, which is another interesting thing about pricing shirts. That's why you know maybe eventually we'll get in later in the podcast to uh, should we have a pricing guide or something that's the gold standard that you can kind of go by and you can kind of stand behind. And you can fluctuate any way you want. You can give people deals if you want, but you kind of know that's the uh, that's the ticket price on that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I know as far as me, I always search sold listings, or I think everybody does that. Yeah. But if you don't, you need if to you start. don't, it kind of ticks people off. When you go to like a uh, some thrift stores do this, where you'll go to them and they'll have something behind the table, like the little desk, and they're like, "Oh, that sells on eBay for this." It's like, no, that's what they're asking for on that, but that's not. I mean, it's sitting there right now. Nobody's yeah. bought it, so they hadn't sold for that. Mm-hmm. But they 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 don't see that. They'll just they'll tell you what this asking price is and it's some astronomical number so it's like they're kind of like they're a little little off touch there they're not really yeah. hit, I think of it, it I think of it in the same lines as if you go buy a car the sticker price in the car is not what it's going to sell for yeah you're going to negotiate yeah. the price down yeah and I mean no, honestly I'll take the I'll take whatever price I want out of the shirt this is what I've learned to do if I want $50 for the shirt then I try to price it maybe 20% more 30% more on the listing because I know that someone's going to be looking yeah. for a deal. Yeah, kind of like how they do, like you said, cars. They kind of put that price there yeah. knowing someone's going to ask less. Yeah, and that's, and, that's uh, just actually just being a good, yeah. from from our yeah. the buyer side of it, that's what you want. Yeah. Everybody wants a deal. You mm-hmm. want to get it for low. Yeah, this person the psychology. Yeah, it makes you feel like you're getting a deal. Yeah. yeah, but with that said, I want to talk about demographics though because where we live, People don't pay what they do in L.A. or mm-hmm. Texas or New York for certain items. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times what I think is a high price will sell for full asking. And I believe that person is thinking that's a good deal. Mm-hmm. So we, Yeah, that gets into like clearly in the South we're getting more of the NASCAR, some of these style tees. And they're not going to fetch what they're going to fetch in California where they can't find those. And they're maybe wanting those because they're kind of – they actually are kind of hip right now. So they're wanting those. So, uh, you know, people like Sean Watherspoon, he's having his people in Virginia ship his stuff over there so he can sell it real quick for top dollar. So, yeah, demographics definitely play a part into it. And, uh, of course, there's a lot of other factors in there uh, when you get down to the nitty-gritty with uh, what were you saying about people dying affects it? Oh, yeah. Anytime someone dies, the value of it goes up. Like a Michael Jackson death, for instance. Yeah, well, it's, it's kind of a short window, though, too, sometimes because – it could be, depending on the artist, it could be right when they die, it skyrockets and then drops, or it could be once they die, it indefinitely drops. I mean, it indefinitely skyrockets. Mm-hmm. So let's just take a, a Nirvana tea. A pre-Kurt Cobain death is mm-hmm. always going to be yeah. more valuable and that than, yeah, than the post. Mm-hmm. But... Like a, a Tupac rap tea doesn't matter necessarily. And actually, Some, I think it does. I mean, it does. sometimes, though. Like people, it does. People... I've, Seen, well, I've heard of, at least there was one guy from, I think he was in New York, talking about that pre... Uh, Brian Purcell. Yeah, Brian Purcell, thank you. 
He was okay. talking about that pre, like for instance, that Biggie shirt I had. I was before he died, so that was a big deal. Oh, so it was a big pre, deal. a pre Biggie those, rap uh, team. Yes, uh, those okay. death ones, those little memorials. It's like they're everywhere. Like I yeah. found a good bit of those, but it's like that one I found one of, and it was crazy. It's like wow, this is like he was still alive. This is a he, like at a concert when he was living. This wasn't like a See, that's remember a, him. So that's maybe thought of yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. So he was Some bringing that up, and it's like that's why that one's valued so much. Like when you see that one go up. Like it does, it's like that's Watts. It was before he died. This isn't a memorial tea. This is like a real deal rap tea from like when he was yeah. playing. You make so a that good is point. A, yeah, that is a big deal for those especially. Yeah. So pre death sometimes can be more valuable than post death, but then for some, I would say that a lot of your times. Let's take Mac Miller. Uh, he when he passed away, his shirts are now being thrifted and and they're not produced anymore. Maybe or whatever it is. So now they're worth more, but. Uh, you know, and small number batches too. So, like, if it was a an artist that was only around for a limited number of time, yeah. Because I remember listening to somebody talking about like the Marilyn Manson, some of these Marilyn Manson concert tees. There's like four concerts, and like all the shows got canceled. That those are high price. Well, duh, that's because it's low production rate. Yeah, like and, that uh, that Jay Z R Kelly tour where a lot of the shows got canceled. That's kind of oh yeah, like that. Exactly. A lot of drama on that tour. Of course, I mean it's R Kelly. What are we thinking here, touring yeah. with that guy? But, uh, yes. yeah, so, so definitely that. And then, of course, celebs wearing it. The celeb oh, hype. You got, you got a rapper wearing something, look out. Just go ahead and bet yeah. that that's going to jump about, what, time and a half, double the double, yeah. double value? Who, it doesn't, we don't even know because it just depends on how cool the shirt is in yeah. general. So let's take that Butthole Surfers shirt. Yeah, which were already super expensive to get. Yeah, already from the jump, probably, what, let's say $300 shirt Yeah. plus, depending on – okay, first off, too, let's go back. Size makes it worth more. Yeah, XL, L. Yeah, so a small definitely not is worth as mm-hmm. much as an XL. Um, yeah, smalls are definitely going to, you know, they're going to tell off. With, as the size goes down, it's going to tell off on the price. And I guess once it gets to a certain rarity, it'll... Uh, well, some shirts don't away. matter about yeah, size. Some matter. And we know that we know which brands they are. Yeah. But especially if you're looking at, like I said, a giant concert tee. Because that was one of my new, one of my next things, like a getting sit. I liked, I grew up listening to a lot of like post hardcore, I guess, music, uh, mm-hmm. Taking Back Sunday, like those. And all of the look at the time was small, medium shirts. Mm-hmm. And whenever I find them now, I get kind of depressed. I found like a Taking Back Sunday shirt the other day that was a small. Mm-hmm. I can't wear that, you know. But if I ever find an XL and I'd be really happy. So, but yeah. Uh, so, okay. So, that, the, uh, I'm saying that's the one thing I think is going to. Be like the next cool vintage, like Banties, is some of those bands. Like, yeah. from, um, who's that band that sings Deja Intuendo? Uh, that's sort of the name of their album, like that kind of early thousands music, rock yeah. music, especially some of those obscure hardcore bands and stuff. Yeah, but, but yeah, know. so Celeb wears something like he was saying. Oh, yeah, Butthole Surfer shirt, Butthole Surfers. So, yeah, if a celeb wears something, Kanye West, uh, Feel the Wind, shoots up in price. Yeah, and they yeah. even that's and, even and, how people tag them. Yeah. It's like that the Kanye something. Feel the Wind shirt. Yeah. Why are the that, other that affects it. That, 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 it does affect it because people, they like the Fan of the Opera shirt yeah. when you wore that. Yeah. So that affects it. Of course, someone dying affects the pricing. Yeah. And then I feel and, like some uh, of these people affect it. Like, say the Sean Wilder Spoons, the Brian Purcell people because they team up with these brands mm-hmm. and they're putting these like certain um, like reproduction vintages into these department stores like the guest lines and stuff, bringing them back, the new they guest do line. They have those, yes. Yeah. But I read something about the Brian Purcell. It was in some department store. He's been doing these um, fashion lines, but it's of these vintage shirts. And those are the ones he says that, you know, he 
He's not trying to like, you know. But he kind of controls in a way the market. Yes, he does control the market. Yeah, because I think he even mentioned like shirts that I've been pushing are now at uh, Forever, what is it, Forever 21? Yeah. So it's like, he's like, it's kind of interesting to see me push a shirt and then they're not But then the originals like, oh. are worth even more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Dude, I actually think I saw an article about this in New York Times. Mm -hmm. Buying, that, yeah. buying mm -hmm. fake vintage or real vintage. I think it was it had a girl, maybe like a Kardashian on the front. I, mm -hmm. I, 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 book, I bookmarked it on my phone. I just haven't read it yet because I was wanting to go back and spend some time. Yeah. Uh -huh. It was like buy, buying the real versus the fake one because that's a big thing now that you're talking about. I, gotta, yeah. I wish I did the article. Okay, now. speaking of real versus fake, this is something I wanted to add to this. That's been uh, it's it's been heavy on my heart. I'm not gonna lie. And this affects pricing. And this affects pricing. Yeah. This is and I'm calling some people out. I'm sorry, but and no offense. No offense. Obvious. No offense. But these people that are buying up these blank vintage tees, we know who you are. You know who you are, and we know, or at least I know. I definitely know the reason behind it. And it's it's the or at reprint. least we think we know. It's, the we think this is I guess you could call this our conspiracy hour. Yes, yeah, speculation. Speculation. This is uh, me getting a little uh, tinfoil hat on. All right, so, so we're gonna take a sidebar here. Yeah, we're gonna we're call this mosquito heads conspiracy. Yeah, hour. this is a conspiracy <laughs> hour. So I'm I'm thinking, which I've got several conspiracies, and we can go into different ones in another episode. Yeah, that'd be fun actually. Picking your brain. Yeah. But well, why would people be wanting these blank t-shirts? Yes. With these. They're wanting. You know what? It's because they're getting good. They're now. We're now going to be seeing these reprints that are. They're getting clever, guys. They're getting these vintage dead stock tees. So if you're getting this decent deal on a dead stock tee that's vintage and it's cool, it's some shirt you always want. It's like, I'm just going to let you know. There's a good chance, and it's not. I'm not saying it's always there, but in my opinion, there's a good chance that that could have been picked up as a blank tee. Reprinted on there and sold for way more than like maybe a hundred dollars or hundred and fifty dollars If it's like some three hundred dollar tee, you think you're getting a good deal on it, right? Well look out. This could be a repro This could be something if it's like if you notice it's like it's always like dead stock It's always that's like you never have that wear in there. So look that be aware of that too guys You're seeing those little dead stock tees. We're talking about maybe someone faking a I'm mosquito faking head a, or a rap tee or no, something not, like that. Not, not, We're that. getting beyond that last that our first episode about mosquito heads I talked about them yeah. doing mosquito heads. That is part of this but it's now gotten deeper, it's gotten more intense, and it's getting more common. You found guys. more layers to this, man? There's yeah. layers. There's it's layers to this. So, yeah, this you is something you're that's been heavy on my heart. I'm on your frequency tuning, well, I'm, i got to know maybe about I'm this. A, maybe I'm thinking outside it's the... It's been a recent discussion. But here's the thing. Reality. If, you're picking reality. This, if you're picking all this information up and putting it together, it might... Uh, I mean, it might be... And I know I'm not alone on this. I know and some of y'all might comment or whatever if y'all even listen and let me know. Yeah, that's something that's been on my mind, too, and I hope you do. Because then I won't feel as crazy. What else could it be? Why else could all these people be wanting to buy these vintage blanks? Besides maybe yeah. wanting to make... And I've seen some Instagrammers out there selling blanks. And it's like, guys, I don't know if you know where it's going. And if you don't, I forgive you. But if you know where this is going and, and you're selling to that and you're selling to that. And I'm letting you know right now. If you're selling vintage blanks out there, stop it. If you're about vintage market, if you're about true vintage, please stop what you're doing. Hold on to those blanks and you can just keep them as cool blanks. I like blanks. Blanks are cool. Yeah. They're a very subtle statement in the vintage community. I really like them. But yeah, if you're selling them because, oh, they're making, you can sell them real quick. Like That's why they're selling quick, bucks. guys. That's why they're selling quick. So don't worry about making money off those if you want to help the vintage game in the long run. Because people are buying these, and I believe, I could be wrong, but I believe they're printing, they're, they're, they're even doing the screen print. Because I've seen people doing this hand screen print. This is like a thing now. They've learned the way. Some people are getting the original screen. screens. So that makes it even harder. And it's like, when they get those, guess what? They know that's thousands and thousands of dollars. And they're ready for it. So you know what they're doing? They're going to go buy these blank tees. And they're looking at you guys. They're looking at our listeners and other people's listeners. Anybody that's in this and into vintage, they're looking at you and they're coming for your blanks. And that's why they're selling, guys. It's not because people want just a blank shirt, okay? I promise you that. 
So if you are selling them, I'd, I'd highly advise you to stop if you care. If you care. If you don't care and you just want to make a buck, go sell them because you're going to sell them. I promise you you'll sell them. Yeah, we're just about protecting yeah, the Yeah, we are market. about protecting it. We're about kind of keeping that. And now up. Let's keep these and I think if, it, And I think most of the people would agree with this. They would. The listeners, I think, would say, yeah, I, I don't want to see this market be affected like that in that negative a way. I don't want to see these, like, more rare gems become just kind of like cheap and just like yeah. it cheapens and it a little bit for the for the average person out there i mean i would probably even be fooled because mm -hmm. you're looking yeah, is it single stitch is be it the right tag does it look right and mm -hmm. everything checks yeah, it out checks out and you're like yeah i know my stuff it's single stitch then it's just dead stock you know you find these in barns you find or not barns but like Wherever, old back stock. And so it I wonder matter. if that's Maybe why people get... are liking the Warren so much now. Uh -huh. because they the Warren's going to become more of a thing. Because guess what? You know what that is? That's a uh, that's like a watermark in a dollar or a twenty dollar bill that yeah. authenticates that the it is a patina on the, the patina. Yeah, you can't exactly. you can't replicate the patina, the age but you can get a dead stock looking tea and make it rep and replicate almost exactly. They're getting good, yeah. guys. And it's twenty nineteen. Of course, y'all are all like, yeah. Of course, the technology is out there. This is of course happening because if there's a way to make Why money, if there's Why a way to make money, they're gonna do it. Because we already seen the stuff on eBay where it's like, oh, vintage tea, Gildan tag. You always see Gildan tag. It's oh yeah, it's people in Hong Kong making all these whatever. We've seen that, and this is just the next step of that, the smarter step that's going to make a lot more money for these people doing it. And, of course, they're having to get these vintage blanks, and they are because they're not hard to find, and people realize they're selling, so people are picking them up for them. They're doing the hard work for them, shopping for them, going out there and going through racks. Listeners out there probably sold a lot, and like I said, if you didn't know about it, no, no harm done. But I'm letting you know. I'm going to fill you in on what I think is happening if you think otherwise, and this, if you think I'm crazy, let me know. And this could potentially affect the market. This could this affect the market in a big way. This conspiracy is true. This could be. It could really hurt the market. It could hurt the vintage name. Look, and if they, never if they put out, if these people are true, let's take a let's take the uh, the fire bar, fire marshal bill mosquito head. Okay, let's say there's 200 of them in existence right now. No, mm -hmm. add 600 more. Not worth the same price. Yeah, just like if you flux like. Put a bunch of money into a, you know, yeah, it's an economic system. Yeah, it's going to inflate it, and yeah. it's going to make the dollar worth less. What's making that shirt worth a lot less too? It's the same as money. It's the same as anything that you inflate, and it's supply and demand. Simple supply and demand, and that's what's going to be happening. And yeah, with these mosquito heads, look at a lot of these are getting faked, and I've seen accounts on Instagram that are doing it right now. And they've actually, you know, with, uh, I'm, I'm rehashing this because I've already talked about it, but uh, no, bring it so on. I'm not going to go in detail about it, but y'all, if y'all listened to the other episode, you know. Yeah. Well, let's but, let's tie uh, it back in, man. Yeah, let's get it. We're back talking in. about prices, so that's a good one though. You're passionate about it, man. We need that. We need people in the game that care about actual vintage, not just oh, it looks cool and I want to charge a high price, which is something we can segue into, because. I'm tired of emotional pricing. And that's the sentimental value that people put on stuff. And I get it. I'm, I feel bad. I'm I get it. We are bad I'm guilty of that, so I'm sorry. Value. I apologize. <laughs> but I will. If, like, at a pop-up, I'm going to give you my best deal. So if you're listening, come to a pop-up of mine. I'm oh, yeah. Same deals. here. That's what, I'm going to cut deals. Because if I'm in person, I'm talking to you. I like it. I like that interaction better. And I'm just wanting to give people deals. I feel like my last pop-up, people were like, thinking I was crazy for letting stuff go yeah. through. And maybe we are. Maybe we are. Maybe we need to stop selling it so quick. But it's just kind of fun. But not and, everything uh, is worth a lot of money. Yeah, no, and it's and like I said, it's just a pop up for me. It's like otherwise, yeah. Unfortunately, I yeah. am kind of a little too sentimental, and I apologize to uh, people who have wanted to buy certain stuff, and I've just been like, I'm not really selling it right now. It's like sometimes I just kind of archive it in a way, and it's just to kind of oh, yeah. back on the archive. The back stock is important. Yeah, I mean, how long did it take me to really get into selling a lot of stuff I had, and then I went off the deep end and just started selling everything, and then I got myself kind of pulled back. You helped me get pulled back, you know. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah, sentimental value is definitely going to affect the price, and that's where you're going to see a lot, 
A lot of times, honestly. Yeah. You're going to see people like charging like almost double sometimes what it's like actually selling for online. It's like, okay, well, oh, I've, like, yeah, I've, I've run into that before. It's like yeah. this person's asking 150 and then you go to this other platform, you find the mm-hmm. same shirt, same size for like 60 bucks. Yeah, and especially if it's at a pop-up, it's like, all right, guys, you don't, you don't have to factor in any fees. Not even like if you're doing taxes like you're doing on eBay. Oh, you yeah, don't have I, to factor in the t- government taxes. Like you're getting cash or whatever, and you're not getting yeah, taxes. So you have to factor that in and make taxes and fees are gone. Yeah, so you so, can take all your. You got more wiggle room because of that. So it's like you don't even have to like hack it up so high. Oh yeah. If you're if you're in my pop up stand and cash is flowing, I'm gonna give you probably the best that I can, and I want to make you. I want to make you a returning customer. Yeah. I want you to think when you when you hear my name is gonna be there. You're like that's the dude that hooks me up. He's always got good stuff, and he's always got good prices. Yeah. And I hate being taken advantage of like any other person does. You know. And so I, I usually will shoot my price out there and say, what do you want to pay for it? And, and you know, I think Hagrid will do it. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, it's just, that's just natural. But I'm, I'm wanting to, you to have, I want you to leave with a good shirt that you care about, and I want to know you're going to keep it and, sell, and not sell it. Yeah. And if I, can, if I can sense that from you, I'll give yeah. you a way better deal than just somebody that's going to probably resell on me. Yeah. And, and I honestly get it. If you've got it priced high because you don't honestly want to get rid of it, I get you. I feel you, and I don't even have hate for that. I, I, got, yeah. I got respect for that because it's like when you know, oh, I don't even want to get rid of this. I'm going to put this price on it because I know no one's going to pay it. And if they do, then I'm fine letting it go for that price. Yeah. So I get it. And if that's why you're hacking your price way up, then that's yeah, cool. Yeah, so if it's that's high cool. price, it's going to be sentimental value. But if you're like, yeah, yeah. If it's and that's usually going to be, you're right, that's sentimental value. Yeah. And I, and I can't hate on that at all, not one and, bit. I do that. I also don't hate on people. I know that people that have a store have certain funds that they have. They have maybe employees, rent, they have insurance, like for just like, you know, renters and store insurance. So like, I I don't mind giving a wholesale price, but I don't want to be, I don't want to be taken advantage of on that either. Yeah. Are you You talking about like reselling to like, like, I don't mind having a large stock of items and a, and a person that owns a storefront comes to me and says, let's work out a wholesale price and I'll buy like 20 yeah. things from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm okay with that if you're going to come correct, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and that's just, that's just knowing your numbers. That's no, that's knowing your business. So if, if you're in the business of selling and you don't know what things should be priced for and how they're priced and you don't know like what cuts you can take from them, how much you paid. Mm-hmm. If you can't do an itemize, a line item, you know, for like this thing and that thing, that's just you being a bad business person in the long run. So like for me, I, I'm going with like, a, like if I have a shirt, I'm thinking, okay, pay $5 for it. I need to make $10. So $15, I need to price it, you know, five more dollars of fees. Yeah. I got shipping involved, things like that. So I'm always running those numbers in my mind and I kind of come yeah. to a good price. Everybody yeah. knows it's buy low, sell high. Yeah, yeah so I mean, it's just it. like the stock market. Yeah, you don't buy a stock when it's way up there and uh, and everybody's buying. Yeah, but uh, all right. So let's see what have we covered so far, man. We've covered uh, death, death, and just celebs wearing it affects. The yeah. Price. Oh yeah, I don't think we finished that Travis Scott thing now. Yeah, it was just the it was the butthole service. They're always kind of wearing. Yeah, but he's done he's on other shirts too. Uh, Little yeah. Uzi Vert, he had like the Nine Inch Nail stuff on yeah. in that one song. So celebs are definitely wearing yeah. more of it. The Kardashians are a big yeah, one, been big on especially that. with the female population too. And um, just the population of people that want to look like them, not even females, just like people are, oh yeah, I want to wear a banty because it's cool now. And yeah. the thing is they lace their, their – like they'll lace their people they're with in vintage too mm-hmm. probably, you know. So it's not just yeah. – um, like them, it's like they, they might buy it for their boyfriend or their husband or their managers. You know, it's, it's just mm-hmm. a trickle effect. Is it good for the market? 
I believe it is, but also believe that it can harm the market because you get a lot of people that don't know what's up in it. Yeah. So it has to be a good balance there. And if you can team up with the rapper and then you can say, hey, can you rock this gear that I've been collecting all, a bunch of? And then when you rock it, it'll go way up and yeah. well, so if you can If you can get on that wagon, you get on that wagon, you make a lot of money. Well, I mean, I, I know that from my experience of watching so like this round two, they always had that, I think Chris Brown's stylist would go into round two and just spend mm -hmm. racks of money on things. So it's not just... Um, the rapper buys it outright. Their stylist is buying it for them, Oh, too. yeah. They got people out there buying it. A lot of yeah. times, they're not getting that. They're just like, yeah, I like the swag you got for me. Go out and get my stuff. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so that's... Uh, I think there's that guy, Ian Connors, Revenge. I think that's his only reason he's famous is because he was kind of like a style yeah. icon. Not even that he was a rapper or anything. Uh -huh. like okay, let's talk about maybe the past, the way pricing was in the past, kind of where it used to be. Okay, like, so you're talking like pre... We're I'm going to say pre-round like, two, like kind of deal, like back when you just kind of had to search eBay and um, you didn't know it was cool. Because every cat now knows something's cool just about, but back in, I think when we started, I say when we, like when I started, you'd already been doing it. You'd already been on your kind of wave. And I know it got, when I got into it, I was really into like starter jackets and um, polo, yeah. which you knew about that stuff. But you were on like more. I don't know a lot about polo, honestly. You kind of got me more knowledgeable about that because I wasn't really getting that. I wasn't really wearing it, so I didn't really know much right. about it. So you kind of taught me a lot with that. But uh, yeah, so you were saying like back in the day, that's kind of stuff. Yeah, I would stuff. find forums or YouTube videos yeah. about it. I would get on some type of blog or something like that and just research what people. I would just search pictures online of like. Oh, I, you know, you'd find one thing. You'd find like a uh, something about polo bear, mm -hmm. and then you start researching all the polo bear lines, and then you just happen upon. So it's definitely a lot more educational. You get a little. Yeah, bit more you'd you go from polo bear to polo sport to polo stadium, mm -hmm. and then the next thing you know, you're you're learning about all these different little branch offs. Yeah. And that's kind of how I did it. You know, you didn't just get to go search a hashtag, and yeah, it's gotten a lot more. Which I guess that's now going into like where it's at now, and that's yeah, it's gotten a lot more into like. Way more selling platforms out there for sure. Like it, it's no longer just eBay. There's like several. Uh, yeah. Like, which shout out to the. I guess some of the, when I got into it, I really liked shoes. That got me into it. Yeah. And there used to be a guy named Soul Food San Fran. He always would have like the best stuff. I mean, we had YouTube videos he used to do. I like those. And then there was a guy named Fonzie Fines. I used to watch. Like he'd go to Tijuana, Mexico, like flea market, and he would come back over the border and have like a whole bunch of cool stuff. Um. Trying to think of some of these are cool accounts I used to follow. Those are the two I really remember. I used to watch a lot of Paul Cantu, even mm -hmm. though I'm not like like some of the stuff he gets. I don't understand why he gets it, but yeah, that's that's, that's his. A, okay, that's, that's his a good thing. pricing talk because it's. Like, I know one one thing I've definitely recognized with people like him is like their thrift stores mark up way more than over here. Oh heck yeah! So it's I'll say something like dang, like I don't realize that's like why is he that's that's a lot of money. Yeah, but yeah, he he will freak out about some stuff where I'm just like okay, yeah, I see a lot of that, but. Yeah, I'd never he's buy in, that. He's definitely into some different stuff. Which, which if good. that's his style and that's what he's promoting, I can't knock a man's hustle. Really, I can't. Because he's got it going on for him, you know? He, yeah. But he, I remember over in Texas, that stuff sounded like hot yeah. But he also was, I think, one of the more pioneers of the, the, the YouTube vlogging and going out into mm -hmm. the thrifts. So, yeah, I heard he came to Atlanta recently. I didn't get to see him, which I was, I think that would have been kind of funny. He's definitely a big personality. Yeah. Uh, he would have been oh, he'd be, pretty he'd hilarious. Be he's in that out. van. I saw him in that white van. He would have uh, probably given a tour of that. Dude, he, he'd be a cool um, dude to hang out yeah, with. for sure. Yeah. I mean, but, um, let's think of the stuff he's coined. Tommy for your mommy. 
Like, yeah, I mean, people have said it before, but he really made that popular. Yeah, he did. He definitely did. And he was like, fishes get you hella. Yeah, he's got... B-words. Yeah. I, don't, I don't like to cuss, so... Um, okay, let's talk about the future. This is where it gets a yeah. little interesting, a little well, bit more. Wait one second. So, I just want to say this. He's not a celebrity, but he does influence pricing. The same way that, like, Sean Weatherspoon influences You're pricing. You're saying these, like, low-key celebs can definitely yeah. even have... They, they're able to bring a part of vintage into the limelight through their their exposure on social media the same yeah. way a celebrity gets wearing it's not it's not as much of the general population but mm-hmm. you remember not buying guess and champion right now you remember it i remember not buying guess and champion and then i remember just one day after well supreme helps out with some of that stuff but i remember just one day it was like i started buying it yeah i guess of course champ this doesn't include champion jerseys because that's oh no champion jerseys always been popular yeah, yeah. um but they used to be higher about like just like jackets yeah. and stuff like oh that. which by the way i love it when people don't know they have authentics because i've almost gotten some someone yeah. snipes them right before me yeah but like someone just post up like a authentic champion jersey mm-hmm. for 50 bucks they think it's just the same as the other one mm-hmm. and that's not that's usually not resellers that's just old people yeah. online yeah, and they just, I mean, they can't help it. They see what they're going for. That's what they're going for. Yeah. But it's not right, specific. Man. So where are you going to? The future. All right. Future prices. Where Where are the prices and where is uh, it all going to kind of be in, say, 10 years from now? Who knows, man? I feel like the 80s stuff has dropped of, off. Yeah, the 80s stuff has dropped off. That's one thing I can say for certain is I know thrifting back, say, early 2000s, it's like you could still find a good bit of 80s. True vintage, late 70s but stuff too. But even the of 80s stuff, I feel like it's not worth a lot. No, like, I remember... Oh, you're saying it's falling off as far as like, like no both, it. Both finding it and... Yeah, because I, I have a 1970s more. Who tour shirt that I'd be mm-hmm. lucky to get 60 to 80 bucks for. But in, in 2000, when that was really, really popular, it would have been a $300 shirt. I feel like it's the older stuff is not worth as much. I feel like it's like our... You know, generation so you're saying 90s, the 90s, 80s, yeah. 90s, what, yeah, yeah, like because once again, like, I let's go 85 could, to 95. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, I remember. More so I'm, th- I'm saying the shift is going to be eventually 95 to 2005. Yeah, it'll, it'll be the. It's already kind of getting. It's dipping into the 95s to like 2000s right now. Yeah. But yeah, I think it'll definitely dip into the 95s, 2005s. It'll. But I feel like there's always potential to go back. To yeah. where they do like the classic band shirts yeah. as well. Like I mean, it could go anywhere. We never know. It could do. Yeah, that's why it's just speculation with the. Well, whole that goes with that, the premium of like I've seen. I mean, I, I like Fleetwood Mac a lot. Like that's my one of my favorite bands, especially the album. Uh, um, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm a stupid fan right now. The one with Stevie and Nicks on the cover. Um, it's not. It's not Mirages. It's not. Ch- uh, what is it's it? It's got chain on it. The chain on yeah. it. Yeah. That whole album. Uh, I don't know. I got it over here. My rack. My record rack. Is it literally that first Yeah, that's one? it. Okay. No, not this one. Oh. Oh, that's the one I was thinking you were talking about. Okay. Yeah, this one's good. It's the other one. Okay, so anyway, all right. So. Oh, rumors. Rumors. It's rumors. Yeah, yeah it's rumors. Like, I've seen those rumors. Fleetwood Mac shirts go for a lot of money still. Tom Petty stuff. Goes for a lot. Bob Dylan stuff. So okay, when so it comes to artists that were, I think, in the 70s and 80s, they had to be artists that transcended out of those into the 90s, too, to still be relevant and have a high premium. Like a Tom yeah. Petty Tom Petty was relevant for 40 years in music. So I think that anybody for 40 years could identify with his 
owning his shirt. But a BG is not so much, maybe. I can see what you're saying. Yeah. So you're saying it has to have kind of that 90s tie. Yeah, as well. The Eagles. The Eagles is a great one. Like, Hell Freezes Over Tour, 95, 96. You know, there's, that stuff still goes for a pretty good penny. Yeah. It's not too cheap. It's not. I've, actually, I've seen some people ask dumb prices for some of those Eagles shirts. Um, but give or take. You know, like a Hotel California shirt. I think that's like the most all-time selling song ever is Hotel California. Def- yeah, definitely. I think it's up there. It's like up there with, you know, being a high price one. So, where, where you, so you're saying in the future that 80s is, you're saying it's dropping off. I think that now with the way music can always be on your phone without you having to own the CD, that we're going to see a weird shift and that the market's always going to be high. I agree. I agree with that statement. I see what you're saying. Yeah, like I can put a playlist on and it can have Nirvana on it, mm-hmm. Biggie on it. Fleetwood Mac on it, mm-hmm. Post Malone on it. So the saying, who? Yeah, yeah pushing it more into like everybody's. Ears. Yeah, like they're everybody. Like I have, I know kids are twelve years old. They're like, oh yeah, I know every song on that that Rumors album. And yeah, and it helps when shows like uh, Stranger Things are out there pushing some eighties jams, getting mm-hmm. them back. That's into true. The, that's true. Yeah. So even like ten year old kids, like, oh man, I love you know this all this eighties music now. So it's definitely pushing that stuff more. So you're saying that it's going to remain hot. Yeah, I think that certain bands will always remain hot. And I don't you think said it's... something about something dropping off. What are you saying was going to drop off? Well, I, I have a feeling that certain 90s things will just drop off because my theory was that people didn't necessarily listen to them a lot. So let's take that Toadie shirt that you found the other day. Amazing. Okay, okay. yeah. Not many people know about Possum Kingdom. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Now, I said I loved it on Guitar Hero. Yeah, was... That's actually the first time I've listened to the Toadies when I played Guitar Hero. So you have to have things like that continually putting that in front of the viewer. Otherwise, it's going to drop off. That's why you're obscure. But then with that said, though, the thing about music culture to me is like people that really like it, they really want to pay for it. So like your Lemonhead shirt. um, Personally, didn't know much about the Lemonheads until you got it. That shirt, you showed it to me, and I found their CD like two weeks later. Mm -hmm. And I bumped it a lot, and I really liked it. And I was like, yeah. "Oh, great!" Like, here's a silver chair. That's a that's a band I really like. Mm-hmm. The one with the frog on it, the yeah. album. Like, I would buy that shirt for a lot of money. I like that album. Yeah. Here's one too. Third Eye Blind. Third Eye Blind. Third Eye Blind album. Like that record doesn't. I mean, that shirt doesn't go for much, really. Sometimes. Yeah, it doesn't. Third Eye Blind's not really up there. But that album know. is really the good. Album's great. It's like the uh, yeah. It's like the Weezer Late. Blue album where it's like yeah, every song's good. Oh, yeah. Motorcycle Drive-By? Yeah. Am I right? Uh, that's definitely the best on there. Graduate? How's it going to be? I mean, those are some top ones. On right. Yeah. But, yeah, like you said, those shirts aren't going for anything. And then, of course, like that Bush shirt you got. Oh, yeah. 16 Stone 90s, Bush shirt. It's 90s, kind of like grungy. Glycerin. It's not... Everything's in. Come and how down. about why aren't those going for a lot? Why? It's like, is it because the lead singer didn't kill himself? Or is there, was there wasn't like some... But I feel like in a few years they'll go up in value, of course. Yeah, yeah. so that's back to the future vintage. You're saying that that... 90s is going to go just they 90s. Have to. Music. I they they have to. to. In the early 2000s. Like I said, my Matchbox 20 shirts, they're not worth anything really, usually. Under $30. A lot of them, that's what they sell for. So my thing is, in like, say, uh, this is going way down the road, but in like 20 years, what do 2010 shirts look like? What do these printed on tag shirts look like? Man, I don't know, because here's the crazy thing. They'd be re- reprinting Beatles shirts in 2010. Yeah. You know, with the little Apple label at the 2005-2010 yeah. era. But what's interesting is the vintage fake vintage. That's super sought after. And that was a reprint when it, back in the day. Like, say you get an Alfalfa shirt back in 1986. It's clearly not from the 30s. 
Yeah. But guess what? It's sold after now, so that's like a fake vintage. Mm-hmm. It's a reprint in a way. See, that's, I don't know. I just, for some reason, I just see shirts from 2010 era and beyond in 20 years not really doing much. And that could be super stubborn of me and super dumb. But here's well, my reasons behind it. It's the it. style, too, though, right? Here's my, it's not just the style. I'm not going to wear a 4XL. It's not XL. just a style. Like, when I'm looking at vintage, I like the fact that it's made in USA. It gives you a little bit more pride. It's cool. It's all right. It's American-made. That's cool. It's kind of a old thing that they don't do anymore because they just started outsourcing Quality's everything. better. Quality's better. It's just good. And then you got, like, the graphics on there they don't really do anymore. So it's like all these things they don't do in the 2010 shirts. And those are all the things I love. So I don't see the 2010 shirts getting that hype and all that cult following when they're just, like, made in China or made in, like, wherever. And it's, like, a printed-on tag. And the, it's like maybe some redone old generic shirt. It's just like... But not see. every shirt from 2010 will be reproduced, like, you know, reproduced from another shirt. True, but it's like... It still won't be made in America. It still won't well, be Taylor still Swift there. shirts be worth a lot one day. Pop, yeah, they will. See, I mean... But it, I, it's, 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 it's going to be it's crazy, though. Sure. It's going to be... I think they will be, but it's going to be just maybe her tour shirt ones. Or is it going to be like just her maybe out? Like her, her album, maybe her album... Like after yeah. she was not a country singer anymore, or yeah, is it going to be when true. she was a country singer? That's, that's going to be the true. more that's popular yeah, one. So it's like who's going to know which one it is? Yeah, I got a, you know, I got a freaking Ti shirt out there right now. Yeah, like, like I'm, I feel like that's going to be big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's from his like hustle. Uh-huh. I mean, it's actually like it's not yeah, one of his yeah, like yeah. his brand shirts. It's just like it's got him on it, and I'm like, is this the next rap team? Yeah, exactly. I got a Jay Z Beyonce shirt. Yeah, like I think that's going to be yeah. popular. Everyone loves Queen B. Everybody loves Jay Z. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's of course for going back to our uh, get and sit podcast. Check that one out. Yeah. Um, that's kind of like getting those things. But to that me, are, you're uh, saying that the shirts from 2010 will not be worth a lot in say 20, 30 years. But to me, those shirts will still be worth a lot in 20, 30 years. Oh yeah, you talking about like the rap ones and stuff? I mean, you did not specify whether you were talking about you know rock, rap. Tins. Yeah, you just I, said shirts as a right. whole. You're right. I didn't really specify. Because some of those concert t-shirts will have this printed on tag. It will not be the, you know, like the Adele concert I went to, it's printed on. It's not going to have a tag usually. Yeah. So it'll be exciting to see. We're, yeah. we're a long ways out. And right now we're just seeing where it's going right now. And it's getting interesting. Yeah, it's hard Things to tell. It's already getting interesting. Because like, market's um, changing rapidly. I've seen, and, people, uh, I've seen people trying to get movie tees out there now. Yeah. Oh, those are big. Yeah, no, and it, I've always I've, I want a Freddy Krueger shirt, you know. Yeah. But I've seen people really trying to push them, and uh, is that going to be one of those things that yeah, is is going to stick or, or no? Yeah, it'll stick. It'll stick. Yeah. Everybody loves movie. Everybody loves film because you yeah. can identify with it. Has it has that scary movie. Yeah, I honestly, think we're in the birth of of this vintage like culture really being good. People have always liked it, but you got the true vintage yeah, people. Because now it's actually vintage. Because before, back you know, in the eighties, yeah. I guess I, I guess they could have sixty shirts. I don't think people, much people cared about it. I, I, yeah. I'll go back to the Air Jordan One. Like the fact that people still want that shoe from nineteen eighty five. The fact that people are starting to get into fashion in. Like I think that's the birth of like the whole culture starting before then no one cared about what shoe they wore you know they just go get some converse and throw them mm-hmm. on if they're getting sneakers or whatever and other than yeah. that they had boots if you look at like i like watching music documentaries mm-hmm. you go watch a music documentary of uh docu- documentary i don't know what i said i was a made up yeah, word yeah. Docu- <laughs> documentary anyways you go watch like mick jagger he's just wearing boots yeah leathers and dinner and then it was like slowly after that you start getting like in the 90s especially you get biggie rocking coogee yeah. The only reason Coogee's popular is because Biggie wears it. How many other Coogee-like sweaters are there? There's a lot out there. 
So is the quality of Fuji better? I've had really crappy Fuji sweater quality wise. Like I felt like they weren't really as good as some other ones. Really? Yeah. Like I've had like not like really bad. Like, but I'm saying I've had different Fuji sweaters that were different qualities. You know, the Fuji Blues tag is nice. I think they're maybe a little bit better quality than just like a Fuji Classics. Like, so I got a Fuji Classic. It seems pretty pretty good quality. Maybe I'm wrong. I just feel like I've had what, different qualities. What What would you mean? Like, what would you say is bad quality? Just like. I've had heavier ones and lighter ones. Okay. And like the lighter ones, I feel like aren't just as good quality. Yeah. Okay, I haven't felt the light one. I guess. Yeah, like, I've, like the material is different, yeah. but okay. it doesn't matter. The, the name holds a premium, Kuji. It's Biggie Smalls. It's rap. It signifies money and wealth, and that's what you put the price on for it. Yeah. Okay. So all right, so vintage in the future, it's kind of still up in the air. Those are. No one could have predicted like, the heart-shaped box shirt being worth a thousand dollars. No, and that's. I think it's going to drop from that for sure. I think, but that's another topic. It, it'll it'll bump down, but it's never going to go below five. Um, you always call it. I always, I always connect it with like the Bitcoin, where it's like those were going for a thousand, mm-hmm. you know, four years ago, three years ago, and then they bumped up at one point in seventeen or nineteen. I think it was nineteen thousand dollars for one Bitcoin. Which is, I think, that'd be like that Nirvana shirt being a thousand dollars or fifteen hundred dollars. It's like, yeah, it's making that right then. But I think it's going to then level out to a normal value of like a five or six hundred dollar mm-hmm. range. Yeah, and the thing too, going For back sure. to our pricing, if someone in, in LA that has a store is charging a thousand dollars, me as a seller, I'm not going to get retail for it. I'm probably going to get closer to like eight to nine range. You know, eight hundred to nine, like maybe eight fifty, eight seventy five mm-hmm. ships, something like that. So. I'm not going to always get the premium. And that's the thing that you can price. Like if you have a store, you can set the price and then people will come into your store and just believe that's what it's worth sometimes because they don't want to do the research. The, con- mm-hmm. the average consumer doesn't always want to do the research. They just mm-hmm. want to know that they're getting a good they're, – they're trusting sometimes. And bad yeah. people in the game – I'm not saying anybody is. I'm just saying that there are people out there that are going to do that. Mm-hmm. And there's other people's business model where it's like, why don't I just sell $130 shirts today or $120 shirts? Yeah. And then some people's business model is I'm just going to sell one $300 shirt. Yeah. It's true. All right. So I guess we'll uh, maybe have some closing remarks and kind of wrap it up. And uh, I don't know what kind of – do you have any closing remarks? Uh, yeah. Okay. As far as pricing goes for me, uh, you got to educate yourself. you got to look at things that have sold. And if you have a price, you can't just stick to that price. you gotta, you got to have some wiggle room in there because the consumer is going to want to get a good deal. Unless you own a store or you're just a really influential tastemaker, something like that, like your prices aren't going to be the same. It's like that guy that sells the Kanye that his shirts are stretched and distressed and I have one that looks like it, but he gets $1,000 and I get $100, you know. Um, he has a look. He goes to, he has a, he's a stylist, an artist or whatever. So those people can command a certain premium for their shirts that I'll never mm-hmm. be able to do, but... For me in pricing, I'm always willing to negotiate. I'm always going to do better in pop-ups or in person. Mm-hmm. And I'm always looking for people now that are collectors first and resellers second. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I guess I'll just add on a closing remark. Just once again, I'll reiterate the blank T scare. <laughs> I know yes. it's ridiculous, but I'm just wanting to remind you guys. Just be aware okay, of that. Look, there's a guy on, on YouTube. Connor's fast. Connor owns fast food. And he's always talking about. I watch his stuff a lot because I just I like watching. I don't know it's weird. I like watching thrifters go out and see what they buy, see their methods and stuff too. And he's always saying, "Oh, I'm gonna pick this up and sell it for like twenty five bucks." He mm-hmm. doesn't care about vintage necessarily as much as we do. 
And I don't even think he'd ever thought that. Yeah. Well, that's my close remarks. With once again, thanks for listening. Uh, if we, dra- we we did kind of drag on a little bit, but hopefully hung in there. This is and, a good uh, one, man. Don't, got don't some be stuff hating. out of it. But uh, yeah, once again, thanks for listening. If you got any questions, hit us up. Uh, I'd love to talk to y'all. But uh, yeah, other than that, we'll uh, we'll see y'all in the next one. All right. If you'd like to ask us questions or submit us topics for a future podcast, you could contact us on our official Twitter page at Vintage Talk Show or at one of our accounts on Instagram at Mosquito Heads with a Z or Vintage Shit Zoo. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for more.